everyone. My name is Sean Beatty, and this is my podcast. This is Christianity for the rest of us. Right now, we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. So let's talk about it. Let's get after it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Um, just, I love uh, hearing from you guys. It's been really cool, whether it's via email or in person, uh, everyone that's listening. And uh, it's been really, it's just been very encouraging. So I appreciate that, guys. Hey, um, we're into this uh, fast, and it, I'm going to be honest right now, the fasting part has been a grind for me um, the last uh, week. And I've struggled with it, and I've been, tra- I have, I've had to travel, and I've broken it, and um, I'm back on it today. I'm going hard. Um, and it, it, it is what it is. Now, the, the good news is I, I've, I have been praying more uh, than I than I I do ever, and that's a beautiful thing. And that that was really the whole point of it. So um, I'm gonna rest in God's grace and thank Him and praise Him for that. So I want to get into it today because um, yeah, sometimes life is a grind, and sometimes life is hard, and sometimes people are difficult, and sometimes um, all of that can be uh, taxing on you as a believer, but. Today I want to talk to you about spiritual warfare, though, because actually the Bible talks about um, that people, like people are a problem. I'm a problem. I'm a person. Like I, I'm a problem for some people, and some people are a problem for me. Um, but we live in a world right now where um, the media, education, social media internet media, you name it. Every, every voice we're hearing out there wants to put us in a camp and wants us to take a side and then um, really kind of make a, there's a, it makes a caricature of the person on the other side and makes them the enemy. And that's a lie. The reality is, is all of us are far more nuanced than that. So like if you are a um, kind of a, if you're a Republican, right, then what, what the world wants to do is put you in this camp and that's all that you are and you're, you're, you know, and really paint you as the extreme version of it. Or let's say you're a Democrat, that they paint you as the extreme version of the other. Or if you're a Christian, right, they paint you as you're like a, either a judgmental, uh, awful religious person or you're like Ned Flanders and you're just ineffective and dorky. Or you're a big, you know, they just, they paint you in all these corners, and it and it makes enemies of people. That's why we're all, we're all upset at each other. But I, I want to let you in on what the scripture says because this is actually the truth of what's going on in the world. It says in Ephesians six, starting in verse twelve, and we're going to talk about how to pray through this. It says, "For our struggle is not against." flesh and blood. So it's not against people. It's not against people groups. If you're a Christian, there's not a group of people out there that is your, your enemy and you're, str- you're struggling against them. If we could just get the conservatives to shut up, or if we can get the liberals to shut up, or if we can get the, the, you know, the, the Mormons to get it right or, or what, whatever the vaxxers or the anti-vaxxers, um, it, it it is not that. It says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, the truth of the matter is what the scripture teaches us. Paul said this in the book of Ephesians to the Ephesian church. 
I believe five times in that short little letter, he speaks about this thing called the heavenly realms. That there are things going on in the world, in the universe, that you and I can't see that are being moved and manipulated by evil, by by the enemy, by Satan. And um, I know some of you are like, okay, here he goes. This is crazy. Um, I want you to think about that, though. There are plenty of things in this world that go on that you believe happen that you have never seen with your eyes, you've never touched, you've never tasted. You've just believed it because people have told you. Um, the truth, truth of the matter is you've never seen something at a subatomic level. You've never even seen anything at an atomic level, most probably. But you believe atoms exist and you believe particles ex- exist at a subatomic level because you learned it in a science class. But you've never seen it. And in this universe, there's all kinds of things that go on that we cannot see, but we can prove mathematically. You cannot see gravity but you know that gravity is a force because you can see the effects of it. You cannot see wind because you know that wind exists. We see the effects of it everywhere and we can feel it, but you can't see it, right? So um, what the enemy does many times, you can't see. And all of that um, dissension we feel in the world right now, that's a product of what the enemy is doing. And that's what his kingdom is like. So Paul gives us this this example of putting on the armor of Christ. And today I want to talk to you about how to put on the armor of Christ. And it is actually a prayer that I do on a regular basis. I actually carry a coin in my pocket that a good friend, Doug Dart, sent me. And um, you can buy it on Amazon. It's called the Whole Armor of God coin. And it it really is just a coin that reminds me to pray on the armor. And when um, things are difficult or I'm upset or I'm really... um, frustrated or nervous or scared, whatever it is, you know, and I reach in my pocket, it reminds me, oh, I've got this coin. And the coin is not magic. It's just a dumb coin to remind me to put on the armor, to pray it on. So um, at the end of this, I'll lead us in a prayer. So you can kind of get an example of how to pray on the armor of God. And then you can kind of make that something in your life you can do too. And it's just another way to pray. So it says, uh, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have stood your ground, after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. Right? So you put on this armor so you can take your stance in this world as a citizen of God's kingdom, as a soldier of God's kingdom, someone who is bringing about the kingdom of God and rejecting the kingdom of Satan that's going on. And it says to... Stand firm with the belt of truth, um, the breastplate of righteousness, your your feet fitted with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the um, helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. So, I, I, which is the word of God. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through those really quick, so you, so you have an understanding um, when it talks about the belt of truth. So. Um, I'm not talking about truth like Fox News is truth or CNN is truth. I'm talking about the Bible says that Jesus is the truth. Jesus said that. He said, I am the way, not a way. I am the way and I am the truth. He is truth, right? So um, in a, you know, when Paul wrote this, people would have been picturing a Roman soldier's outfit. And in the Roman soldier's outfit, the belt holds everything together. And in many ways, a, a modern soldier too, because it, 
it holds the holster, it holds the gun, it holds all, you know, it, it's, it's a big part of the outfit. And um, really, when you put on the truth, you're putting Jesus around your waist. What you're saying is, Lord, I'm putting on the belt of truth. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's the only way to you. He came and he lived a perfect, sin-free life because I could not. And he did it in my place. And then he died as a sacrifice for my sin because that's what I deserve on the cross. And he rose again in power to prove who he was. And today, I put on his truth. I put on him because he is the truth. And in him, he holds all things together, right? Then the... um. The next thing is the breastplate of righteousness. So the Bible talks very clearly that no one is righteous. No human is righteous. No person is righteous but Christ. He was perfectly righteous. Uh, Isaiah talked about, the prophet Isaiah said his, his, right, his own righteousness, as good as it could be, he was a prophet, right? Wrote a big book in the Bible. As good as he could be, his righteousness was like filthy rags compared to God's righteousness. So you don't put on your own righteousness. It's not a prayer that, oh, I'll just be better. Help me be a better person. Help me to obey you better, Jesus. It's, Lord, I'm putting on your righteousness. I'm putting on the righteousness of Christ, the breastplate of righteousness, and that will protect my heart, right? The old hymn on Christ the solid rock I stand says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So you're putting on what theologians call the impudiated righteousness of Christ. So when you stand before God, you stand with Jesus' righteousness, perfect. And the enemy can't get your heart because of that, right? That's what the breastplate's for. So then it says to fit your feet with the gospel of peace, right? You got to put your marching boots on. And for the Roman soldier, um, the shoes meant everything because it helped them stand their ground in a war, in a fight. Um, it helped them get their footing, and it was also used for marching. They could m march long distances, right? So when I put on, when I fit my feet with the gospel of peace, what I'm saying is, Lord, I'm I'm here for your kingdom. I'm I will stand. I, I want to stand firm. Help me to stand firm for your kingdom, not mine, not my opinions, but what what you have for this world. And if you call me to march, I want to march on your orders not on whatever my my whims are. And then uh, the shield of faith, right? The, the enemy is always going to be accusing you for past sins that you've committed and um, maybe things you're struggling with, insecurities, fear, anxiety. Um, he's going to do all of these things to distract you, right? That's what a fire, it says to blot out the enemy's fire arrows. Fire arrows are meant to take you down, but they're also meant to start fires around you. So you're distracted and you're turning, trying to put the fire out. That way the enemy can get you with another arrow. So you use the shield to blot out all of them. And you stand behind the shield of faith and you believe that God is greater, that your, your sin is strong, but Jesus is stronger, that your shame is great, but Jesus is greater. That your anxiety, that the world might be really hard, but Jesus is my peace. And you hold firm to that faith. And every time you get one of those arrows, you stick that shield of faith up. And, and, and you stand behind that in Jesus. The helmet of salvation is knowing 
The Bible says very clearly that no one, nothing can pluck you from God's hand, from Jesus' hand once he has you, right? It says in Romans, uh, for I'm convinced that neither height nor depth nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor any other created thing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And um, that helmet is covering your mind um, when you have evil thoughts or when you aren't who you're supposed to be or when the enemy tells you maybe you're not really saved or maybe God's not real or maybe he's not there. You have the helmet of salvation to remind you of the truth of the gospel that you are his once you've received Jesus. And then the last thing is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of the word of God. So I want to encourage you. Um, I know many of you that are listening, you feel like beginners in the faith. And you're like, uh, wield the Bible like a sword. Uh, I don't know the Bible very well. I feel like I wield it like a toothpick or a butter knife. And I totally get that. Um, was there for a long time in my life as a Christian. I'm going to let you in on a, some good news. So in uh, the book of Samuel, a young boy named David took a giant down with a rock and a sling. This giant had a massive sword and armor and all of that. And it wasn't because David was awesome. It was because God was powerful and God used a tiny thing like a rock and a sling to take down something so much greater than David. It's the same way with God's word. The little bit you know about it in faith, God will use that to push back evil. So it's not an excuse that you don't need to learn the Bible and you don't need to study it. You don't need to... Um, spend the rest of your life learning it and diving into it. Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God. Not that you need to prove yourself to God, but really it's study study so that you, you know God is really what he's saying. That you know what God's word is. So even if you're, uh, your sword right now is a butter knife, my prayer is that you're going to keep leaning into God's word on a daily basis, on a regular basis, throughout your day-to-day even. You might have a verse on your desk or um, a verse pops up at a certain time during during your um, on your phone or as you go through your Instagram feed and stop and reflect on it. What does it mean? And, and what does that mean about me? And begin to use God's word. The other thing is Jesus used the Bible to defeat Satan. You know, Satan, when he tempted him in the desert, when he was being tempted, he was fasting. In the desert, and Satan was tempting him, and Jesus used scripture, and the devil fleed. So uh, I'm going to run us through this prayer. Let's see if we got some of this music here. Lord, we live in a dark world, but you are uh, so much stronger. We live in a world full of anxiety, but you are my peace. And I thank you for that, Lord. And today I put on the armor. I put on your armor. I put on the belt of truth that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he left heaven to live a perfect sin-free life for anyone who would believe in him. And he is the truth. And I put the belt of truth on. I believe in Jesus as the son of God sacrificed on the cross for my sins, risen on the third day in power and coming again. I put that belt of truth on. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, it's not mine. 
Lord, you know mine. Mine is like a filthy rag. I put on the righteousness of Jesus. And that protects my heart. That protects my soul. As the enemy tries to tell me how wicked my heart is, I know it is, but I'm wearing the righteousness of Christ right now. I fit my feet with the gospel of peace. Lord, I'm ready to stand my ground. Help me to stand for your kingdom, not mine, not Satan's, not my agenda, but your agenda, Lord. And if you call me to march, Lord, I fit my feet now ready to march for what you have in this world. Lord, I I take up the shield of faith as the enemy tries to distract me with accusations of the sins I've committed, anxiety over maybe things going on in my life or consequences of my own sin, fear, shame, guilt, anger at other people, all of those things, Lord, they're fiery arrows from the, from the enemy, Lord, and I, I stand behind the shield of faith, and I blot them out in the name of Jesus, because thou, Lord, are a shield about me. You are my glory. You're the lifter of my head. I stand behind you, my shield. And Lord, I um, put on the helmet of salvation. Lord, and I stand behind the, the, the fact that you have saved me and nothing can pluck me from your hand, that no sin I commit is greater than what you did on the cross. No one, no, no sin is, is, is greater than who you are, Jesus. You've trampled all of it. So I, I, I also, Lord, stand in the knowledge with the helmet of salvation that I can point other people to that salvation, that saving faith, Lord. I take up the sword of the Spirit, Father, help me to learn your word and to use it to beat back evil, to beat back temptation. And Lord, I pray for my, my friends listening right now, Lord, that feel insecure about their knowledge of God or how big their shield of faith is or all of that. Lord, I pray you grow that in them every day. In every way, they get a little bit better with it, Lord. But you would um, grow them into ninjas, Lord, that they'd just be deadly with your word and deadly against evil. So we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we pray this in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. Amen.